0: If nothing else trying to get into position for Cairo Santos to come on and put him on the scoreboard and they flip it out to Montgomery who loses the ball it's picked up by the Titans and it's the newcomer Desmond King who's going to run it in for the touchdown Desmond King who was acquired in trade from the Chargers this week and it was Simmons who knocked the ball away from Montgomery and he ran the Welcome
1: along the to the transatlantic titans podcast and we are back to winning ways to help me celebrate yeah celebrate let's go with, let's go with that as the word i've got greg harry and neil with me i'm adam so hello everybody how are we good, good evening. adam thanks good good we yeah it was not um, as well a bit of a downer last week um the Bengals' performance wasn't what we expected, particularly on defence, um, but plenty of encouraging signs to, to bounce back in what was week nine against the Bears' 24-17 scoreline, which flattered them, flattered the Bears, really. Um, but let's start with the defence, which we've been not particularly kind about even when we were winning, and we certainly weren't kind about them, them last week. But finally, Greg, they turned up. Yeah, Vic
2: Beasley disappeared and everything was all right again. <laughs> um <laughs> no, an amazing turnaround. I mean, I think we've we've slated the defense for weeks, it feels like, um, for not putting in performances and look, I mean, I'm not gonna get ahead of myself. This was a, a pretty poor Bears offense. Um I don't think Nick Foles you know he just couldn't seem to move the ball until pretty much the end of the game when it was arguably game over. Um, but put aside, I mean you, you know, you've got to play the offense that is in front of you and for what we did defensively it just looked like a completely different unit. I thought Simmons was incredible. Uh the in- introduction of King was 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 vital, not only the scoop uh scoop and score, but I think overall, considering we've never even practiced with the team, I thought it was an outstanding performance. But yeah, long may that continue. I think there's gonna be tougher challenges ahead, but if we play anywhere near the level that we that we played on Sunday, we'll be in a good place.
1: Yeah, and that' That for me is a, a big difference, just the, the level generally. Um you, you mentioned Vic Beasley, we don't really need to talk about him anymore, he's gone. Um I think pretty much as we finished recording the pod last week he was he was released um with you know despite the the money involved there. I get I guess that's a positive move. Um the other well, other big big signing on defence, Jadavian Clowney was absent on Sunday. Um, Neil, what do you think? Do you think that was important, or do you think it's just the it, other guys like Roberson, Harold Landry stepped up?
3: Uh, I don't know if you could ever say. Obviously, missing Clown is is sort of a, a positive thing because as, as much as he obviously had the sacks that we all well thought he would do, he's still an effective player in other ways. And I think I think most importantly. What happened was that the, the sort of addition by subtraction of, of Clowney and Beasley allowed us to get back to that defence being more than the sum of its parts mentality yes. that we had last year. Um, so basically two, two fairly big names have, 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 have sort of left the fall for one game or more in Beasley's case. And the, the 11 guys that were on the field actually worked as a cohesive unit rather than looking at individual stars to make players, which is, I think, it took us pretty much as far as the AFC Championship game last season. And it was nice to see a return to that. I won't say workman-like because there's a lot of talented players in there, but it was a very um, stout performance, I'd say.
1: And finally, seeing some pressure um, being created getting to the the quarterback. I mean, Greg, you can say it's Nick Foles um, and he's not He's not gonna be as dangerous as some. Um but the as good as Joe Burrow was the previous week, the Bengals O line isn't any isn't any better than the Bears and we weren't getting pressure there. Um Harry, I mean obviously change of personnel. Um Jeffrey Simmons, as Greg said, ridiculous. Um what well, where do you think what what can you put the change down to?
4: Yeah, I think defense looked more cohesive i think we can all agree on that i think daquan jones had a great game as well especially in the, in the run d he made a couple of huge stops um at, at behind or yeah. at the line scrimmage uh sorry scrimmage scrimmage oh <laughs> he's got a rugby I, yeah i was honest. gonna say completely different sport yeah. <laughs> american listeners are googling furiously as as, as, as we speak um yeah, so that that was always good. Um, I think it helps when you're facing a quarterback that isn't as mobile. I think we struggle, or we have done this year, against a mobile quarterback. Joe Burrow is by no means the most mobile, but Nick Foles is, is uh, a bit of a statue back there, and he showed that a little bit. Um, and I'm looking forward, hopefully, to Thursday and seeing a bit more of a statue. Uh, a <laughs> Oh, you yeah. call him a
2: statue, I've moved wardrobes quicker than, than folds in the pocket. I mean, Jesus Christ, the guy he just literally looks like he was freezing every time he had the ball.
1: <laughs> well, ben, ben, when he came on, did say that he, that was the issue with switching away from Trubisky. Um, and a you know, big part of you could you could argue that it wasn't necessarily the right move. Yeah, but the secondary as well. Um, you mentioned Desmond King. Uh, Jonathan Joseph, like Vic Beasley, has gone. Um, as thin as the roster looks at the corner that position, it held its own. Uh, good game from Malcolm Butler again. Um, uh, Greg, I mean, uh, more reasons to be encouraged. Yeah, it looks like a better unit.
2: I, st- I still think it was. You know, for we can wax miracles on just where where this has come from, but um, I don't think there's any any doubt that. Even though he wasn't there with his headset or sat in the booth, I think Dean Pease played a big part in in, in this uh, in this defensive turnaround. The fact he was just sitting there in the stands, I think there's 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 no doubt. I mean, this team had to do, had to do better defensively, but you know, if you've got a a guy who's probably respected as highly as, as is in that dressing room, like you're going to want to impress. And it felt like they did. And, and on secondary, it just felt like a better unit all in all. I mean, we still, we're still really thin. We didn't have a Dory. Um, I still think Bayard is well behind what we've seen in recent years. Um, even Vaccaro, I still don't think is, is been as good as he was last year. He had a, a, a pick that he should have really taken in the things of the first half. um, but that said, we, we turn it around. Look, it's, as I mentioned earlier, it's the Bears' offense, and I think we're going to come up against better offenses in the next three weeks, let alone the rest of the year. Um, and it'd be interesting to see how they how they come up against come up against Rivers, and then obviously we've got Baltimore next week as well. So it'd be really interesting to see how how it pans out. But yeah, there's a, there's a lot. I walked away from that game for the first time thinking, like this this defense is the defense we need. And, um, you know, it turned up against, albeit against a pretty poor, poor
1: offense. I kind of feel that, I don't know if you guys agree that I feel more relaxed watching the Titans when the defense is working, even if the offense isn't quite firing. I feel better about that than when it's the other way around in a, in a way. Because how, however good our offense has been, you don't feel like it's not like Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees in, in their pomp where you expect a touchdown every possession. Um, it this way around, I just just feel more comfortable. Like the game, the game started a bit ugly, um. Which, well, we we'll talk talk about that. I mean, it's a, a bit of a pump fest in the first quarter, but it didn't didn't really bother me. So I just felt if we if we keep stopping the Bears on third down, we're going to get more opportunities. You know, the offense isn't. It wasn't like we we're going to have a Mariota against Denver game or or something like that where there's just no production whatsoever. You you felt it was going to come. Um, I mean, yeah. I'll go back to you, Neil. Do you have any did or did you have any concerns early in the game? Tannehill, few incompletions, the odd drop. um...
3: Uh, I wouldn't say concerns because it's like um, the 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 way the defense has been playing, it's it's sort of been asking the offense to keep up a unrealistic pace. Oh yeah. Yeah. So really, because because the defense had. I got some stops on third down and looked a lot more cohesive, organised, whatever you want to call it. I, I didn't really f- really focus on what offense were doing. I, I was just relieved that the the defense had come to play and the offense weren't being expected to to go out there and score on say eight out of ten possessions. Mm. It's
1: yeah, like I say, it was a <laughs> nicer way around to 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 have things. Um, Harry. Uh, the off- offensive weapons. I mean, it felt that yeah, D- Davis had an off game, dropped a couple, um, but yeah, is, uh are we just going to be able to rely on AJ Brown week after week? Um, because he seems to just keep doing something special.
4: Yeah. I think, I think we were expecting Davis to have a bit of a drop off game. Um, if he kept the, the rate that he was, he was going on, I think, yeah, come contract time at the end of the season, we would have all been looking at each other and thinking we should, should have picked up his fifth year and stuff like that, so he's probably helped out Jacob a little bit, little word in the ear, Just have a bit of a bad one after uh, trade <laughs> deadline <laughs> <laughs> Um But no, I think AJ Brown's superb. His fight after the after he catches the ball and and run after catch ability is just unbelievable. Um, Derek Henry, you expect him at one point to break a break the line of um, uh, again, and just go for 20 yards 30 yards at, at any point which is such an asset to have um do you, yeah, do you feel good. like
1: just on that i almost feel a bit disappointed if we don't have a monster like monster touchdown from him in the game. Touchdown.
4: And, yeah i you do but it, the thing that henry does and he's done it since he took over demarco as um the main lead back really is that he consistently gets yards um he struggled a bit that first year, the way where he took over. But since then, he consistently, consistently gets two, three yards each carry, which is great. That's what you want from a running back. If you're behind schedule on, on a run and you're running on a first down, which actually we didn't do that much this game, we, we tend to try and throw on first down and then run on second down, um, especially in the first half. Neil's looking, looking thinking, trying to look back <laughs> at drive. Um, but yeah, I I I really enjoy just watching Henry and you do expect him to break one off at some point and this year, this week it didn't really go for him, but equally he did enough for it and John lewis Smith is turning into more and more of a beast each time and yeah, I, I love watching him play as well, which is always good.
1: The um the other running backs coming into the game in the last two or three weeks, we've seen a bit of McNichols, we've seen um the last two weeks, um Foreman um taking I mean I, I say I said it a jest about the disappointed when you don't see Henry take it to the house from his own half, but um he's he's getting fewer carries. Now long term I'm absolutely fine with. Um saw a little bit of frustration maybe from him early in the game. He's sort of left on the sidelines. and um, you've got other guys sharing the load. Any issues there?
2: There was quite there was quite a few runs where he was just you know getting bottled up. I think he I don't think he was going to get a lot of success with his inside runs against that defense, to be honest. And you know he, he just didn't really find. I mean, like he still averaged I think just over three yards, which you know, to be honest with you isn't outstanding. But considering the game where you've only really got sixty eight in the game, and, and it wasn't really the the run the the us It. Um, yeah, I I don't mind. I, I said earlier in the year I don't want to see him. Carrying the ball thirty times plus every single game, I don't think in the long run it's going to do him any favors. So, I have no problem with him coming out for a few plays, giving Foreman or McNichols a, a chance to scramble with it and, and 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 see what they can do. Um, I think one thing, I think in the first half, Tannehill, I was actually quite worried about about how he was playing. I didn't think I, th- I think his overall statistics were pretty poor in all honesty, but I know he won the game and it was relatively comfortable, really. But um, it didn't feel like he was firing all cylinders. There was a lot of drops. I think Fix Fixer Fisker um, <laughs> uh, dropped, dropped a couple. <laughs> he, he didn't really he didn't really get as involved. And he's like probably the safest pair of hands we've got in the team. Um, you know, for for a tight end anyway. And, and you know, we had to rely on AJ to, to, to go and I mean that was just an incredible catch under the circumstances I and mean, double coverage and how he was able to get over a touchdown is just unbelievable. But well,
1: I don't it was, did. This, is, this doesn't matter. It was close. This, it, was close. I didn't, it was close. This doesn't matter. It was close. I said this. I don't know. I can't remember where I said this, but there wasn't a camera on the halfway line covering the game that I could tell. Or they weren't using it. Um, I don't think there was a camera on that goal line in the normal place. And uh, Sort of watching the game. Look, we're used to CBS, but it, it was Fox because Chicago and the NFC team and right whatever. But they... I don't know if it's to do with box or if it was a COVID issue or people they were missing an, or what it was. But...
2: The they didn't have the angle for it at all. I, I must admit, I, at the time, I was like, I'm not sure about that. But there was no angle to prove it otherwise. Um, but, you know, I mean, I, I don't think you can take that away from just, just the, the throw, first and foremost. And I'll just criticise Tannehill for his overall game. But I that throw was, was, was incredible. Um, and then he's catch... well, He's put that throw where only Brown can make the catch. And 100%. then Brown's got a lot more to do as well. <sighs> I and mean, as I say, in, in double coverage, I mean, the guy is trying to get his knee down. You can see, like, he knows he's not going to get the ball out. So, you know, he's trying to get his knee down to stop him on that one yard line. And whether it was, whether he did have his knee down or not, I don't think it really mattered in the end. But it was, yeah, look, the first, the, we scored 24 points, which was more than I expected. I, I was expecting it to be a really low scoring game because I thought the defense for the Bears was going to be strong. And I just felt that the Bears offense was going to be poor. I was expecting a really low scoring game. I actually think 24 points in the end you know, it's pretty good considering. Um, and all in all, I think, you know, I'm just happy
1: to come away with a win after back-to-back losses. Well, seven, seven of those 24 were scored by our defence, finally. So, yeah. Um, uh, make, making place. Really pleased for, <laughs> pleased for Desmond King. Um, one of those feathers in the, the cap of J-Rob. Uh, it's, it's weird. Like, I mean, in theory, Beasley could have been a guy that came in and had that kind of impact I don't know how you know. Like it was obvious from everything I read was that King hadn't turned up for the. Well, obviously physically been there. He he wasn't bothered about playing for the Chargers. He was just waiting for the opportunity to move. He seems to absolutely relish this move. Um, Are we? Well, I don't know if we're getting too excited too early about that. Um, But when you've got a big hole and someone comes in week one without hitting the practice field, pulls in a performance like that, I'm going to get excited. And special teams, there were one or two things worth mentioning. The first game in Titans history, uh, I say that strict Titans sense first game in Titans history, we didn't have a punter named either Hendrick or Kern. Um, Now, I'm not happy about this, (laughs) (laughs) not at all, but um, only you could not be happy about this. (laughs) But Ryan Allen, uh, another secret weapon from the Pats came in and did a fantastic job. I don't know why nobody else has picked him up if he's uh, going to be punting like that. Okay, he didn't. He didn't get the pin. That he, there was a touchback, wasn't there? He didn't pin them inside the twenty. But most of the punts were deeper. There was one like right at the back of our end zone that he put deep into Chicago's half. Left-footed punter. That was Bill Belichick's secret weapon. Um, but we did come unstuck. Um, I, 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 this is probably more laughing at the Chicago Bears, really, but um, their fake punts, um, Barcavius Mingo, who I, I, fake punts are great when they go for you, um, but it's a gut-wrenching play when it's, uh, it's against you, isn't it? Uh, but he, Mingo was their leading rusher until quite late in the game.
3: That uh, that sequence were described on the uh, on around the NFL as a six and out. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah, the rare six and out. I think it was Mark Sessler uh, that described it as that.
1: Oh, <laughs> I mean, there's a, this is not Titans, but the Patriots Jets game. They were um, it kind of misfiring in a similar way. Um, they, the Jets had held New England to a field goal, um, fourth and four, something like that. It was obviously less than five. They had 12 men on the field, um, first down. And then New England, I think it's a goal-to-go situation, still don't punch it in. They held them again <laughs> to, a, to a field goal. <laughs> a of, yeah, just a, like the fake punt, a lot of effort for nothing. Yeah.
4: It was just great to see that special teams has been a little bit of a weakness. And I think actually all credit has to go to the front office with the Allen signing, because he's howled for Goskowski in the past. He sort of, they know one another. If there is somebody that you could go and get that that knows and can give your kicker a little bit of a mojo and a little bit of a pat on the back and a little bit of a, come on, you know, we've done this for years. Let's just pretend that we're back, back probably up in Foxborough. And, you know, it's just a little bit warmer down here. Then Mm -hmm. it was... It was a, a, a really good signing, a really smart signing, because so much of that is to do with rhythm and to do with knowing exactly where that ball's going to be placed and exactly how it's going to be turned and, and, and all of those mechanics. I know the long snapper was the only sort of equation that w- was uh, different as well, but a fantastic signing, in my opinion. And then, yeah, when he booted that one from, I think it was our own 20 to um, their 20, and then it got called back for a, a hold. I was like, oh, come on. But then he does things straight afterwards and it was yeah great great to see also
1: i mean the the long snapper didn't do anything wrong you shouldn't have to worry about long snappers but that's (laughs) where we were the the last few weeks unfortunately (laughs) um it's a weird one with um bo brinkley is by all accounts i'm not sure if we talked about this on last week's pod apologies if we did but by all accounts he struggled with getting over covid and that's that seems to be the reason for not i'm not having obviously you need a bit of power to snap it back to the punter. Um so he, he struggled unfortunately. Um you never know, you may see him back. But yeah, it's not as if a long snapper's worth putting on IR, I guess, for the sake of it. The the other thing about um Goskowski, it's probably a good low key game for him. Because he only had one field goal attempt and three extra points to kick and there weren't None of them were pressure situations. You know, he he didn't miss a kick. Um, so actually, having a a game where the spotlight was off him, nothing really went wrong. He's got his yeah, as you say, Harry. He's got his old holder. Um, yeah, a good bit of lots of roster moves, but I think pretty much I mean, they all worked the out.
2: The most exciting part about Goskowsky is whether it was gonna be sock or no sock. I think that was that, <laughs> I think that was how low key his game had been. But yeah, no, I agreed. I think I think that was great. Uh, he didn't he didn't need a you know, a 55-yard attempt to win the game, or anything stupid, because I think that just wouldn't wouldn't have helped him. And I think one thing we haven't talked about—we uh, talked about how well the defense has played—but um, and we've been slating this for weeks—is the third-down defense. I think it was two two from 15, uh, the Bears converted on third down, um, which again I think is a huge amount of credit. I mean, granted, not so good on fourth down, mostly down to that fake punt and a couple of short conversions. But the uh, third-down defense was. What, it just felt way more organised um, than what we've seen. Kind of didn't feel as rushed as what we've seen in previous games, and it's, it's, uh, it, we're on the right side of the numbers for the first time in what it feels like forever.
1: Yeah, so
4: it's, I think just, part of that, part of that is that we signed King, and then we were able to go man to man a little bit more. Borders played well on the outside. Malcolm Butler had Allen, and they didn't really have anyone opposite Allen. So we were uh, sorry, um, Robinson, Robinson. Yeah, yeah, Alan. Alan. Alan, Alan yeah. yeah, his name's Alan.
3: Yeah, <laughs> first, I'm, I'm, first name I'm terms done.
4: with him. Basically I'm first name, you know, we're basically mates. Um but it's, yeah, uh, he he likes to be called Big Al when we're ah, hanging out. Do <laughs> you not call him that? Yeah. I've not got to that stage of Big Al yet. So yeah, I slide that one in. Um but yeah, no it's um it was good because we were able to man man to man mark a little bit more than than we have before. Um which which has been a nightmare whenever we tried it with Joseph who just gets burnt on every play.
1: Yeah, there was footage of Joe Biden running on stage at the weekend. I thought he, yeah, he's he's probably quicker than Joseph was.
2: No, no, probably about it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what about towards the end of the game? We touched on it that the, the Titans had a comfortable lead, twenty-one point lead. It's twenty-four-three at one point. It ended twenty-four-seventeen, and, and Foles was quite easily marching down the field i mean to me part of it is easing off easing off the throttle a bit when the game's as good as one um there's also the we were i mean we weren't in the prevent defense defense by any means but the element of giving them small stuff up as you do in that situation um did we let them get too close
2: yeah 100 percent. i think we uh that, on a, I'd say on another day, I mean, I think that game should have been two, three scores. Uh, I mean, I don't I think one score. I mean, they're side kick away from all of a sudden having an opportunity to tie it up or if they're going to go balls you with a two-point conversion and even win it. So it it would have been the fact it was only a score, does it, that was that was a slight blemish. But I think you kind of trusted I think that they trusted the defense. Even if they got the ball back at the end, they would have trusted them to, to come through in the end. Um, but yeah, 100. percent I think definitely took the sort of the gas probably a little bit too much. Tried to wind the clock down, and yeah. It, but it was one of those ones. In the end, it didn't matter. But I definitely wouldn't want to be doing that against someone better than the Bears. Neil, were you relaxed before the
3: onside kick was recovered? Or like- <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I thought it would have been sort of titans for for him to obviously recover it. But I think, like, uh, I'm not sure. Like, like you say, I don't think we were in prevent, but. I think uh, I can't remember whether it was a Jimmy Graham TD or the one before, but the tackling on the goal line was really poor, and it were it were kind of um, again game, this game's one type of scenario when really it were, but effectively, it would have been nice to see that intensity for a full full four quarters.
1: I think also, I mean, there were a couple of silly penalties as well at the wrong times when you think. Uh... Perhaps laziness, mental fatigue, but the defense was also on the field quite a lot in the second half, just the way mm-hmm. the game went. Um, so there's, there's probably a bit of tiredness. I mean, you know, Des- Desmond King, as an, as an example, if he's, he's not been playing at that level of intensity, he's probably not used to it. We had a couple of guys who hadn't been playing so much, come in, give decent performances. There's probably a bit of tiredness out there.
2: Yeah, there was a BS BS corn hooker though as well. I mean, that, how that was! Oh, that's ludicrous. How that was flagged! It was absolutely ridiculous. And like, I, I don't know. I feel I do feel like the referees didn't have the greatest game. But I mean, luckily it didn't really matter in the end. But yeah, that, that corn hooker was was unbelievable. Um, I think it's back to back penalties as well. I think that was might be the second one potentially. But yeah, it is what it, it kind of is what it is. I think we we've got bigger bigger challenges in the next three games alone to face. I think the next three will really tell you where we are as a team. We've got to win at least two two of those three. And we're going to come up against bigger challenges than, than Chicago, for sure.
1: Well, maybe it's, let's come on to that. Six and two. Six and two sounds good, first up. Okay. Anybody upset at being six and two? You shouldn't. No, be. no, not at all. <laughs> we, lost, we lost to the Bengals. Of course I'm upset. <laughs> yeah, but you could... I. Yeah, six and two sounds great. Um, you wouldn't have necessarily picked which six they <laughs> they were going to be, or more to the point, which which two. Um, we are, yeah, we've got the Colts twice in the next three weeks, and the Ravens in between. Um, the Colts obviously coming up Thursday night at home, which is good. Um, Phil Rivers. Well, if we've had some success against the statue in Nick Foles, um, we've got another statue coming up, although this statue can arguably throw a bit better, a little bit. Neil, you're our, our podcast Phil Rivers fan. And <laughs> how are we going to stop him?
3: Uh, I, I just think, uh, and a few, a few things I've read and heard about the Colts is like they're, they're expecting Rivers to run a big play offense, but they haven't got big player personnel. Um, we are, the, re- the record without T.Y. Hilton is, is literally ridiculously disproportionate how many games so they lose when he don't play um, He's I
1: questionable think, isn't he again yeah. I think
3: and I think uh, Jonathan Taylor has been disappointing to say the least I think he looks quite pedestrian and I'm I'm not, I'm not obviously writing his career off and no doubt he'll, uh, <laughs> he'll uh, find his, his shooting boots on Thursday so to speak but I just think the offense that they're asking him to run is an offense that six years ago Philip Rivers might have been comfortable with, but thirty-eight-year-old Philip Rivers certainly isn't.
1: Yeah, that, they missed Marlon Mack. I think uh, maybe haven't thought they might have replaced him, but haven't. Um, he's gone on IR earlier in the season. Um, he's a big loss for them. Yeah, Ty Hilton's not what, not what he was anyway, but I don't think he's fully fit. Um, I think. Personally, their defense scares me a lot more than their offense does.
3: Yeah, the defense is really fast as well, which which scares me. Speed, team speed is ridiculous on that side at ball for them. I think I
2: think their, yeah. run, their run defense, in particular. I think, yeah, you know, I'm not expecting a big day from from Derek Henry. I think, it, or a be surprise if we get a big one, which in prime time he's normally right at it and. And he, loves, he loves the Thursday night. He, he does, yeah, because he's against the Jags normally. But, um, but yeah, I don't, I don't expect a big, a big rushing performance from him. I kind of expect probably what we saw a little bit on Sunday against the Bears, which yeah you know, means we're going to have to rely on on you know, getting open targets. And AJ Brown is worrying me a little bit with this kind of niggling knee injury. I don't know how much to read into it, but he's always on the injury report. He's he's always kind of sort of limiting himself in practice. It kind of makes me think there's something maybe there that he needs to. Just trying to get through the season, almost. But hopefully, yeah. To be honest if he can put in performances like he has been on limited practice or or whatever it may
1: be, then I. He doesn't look limited on the field, does he? Not
2: at all, not at all. (laughs) But um, yeah, their defense, I think, is. uh, It kind. I think it could be a similar game to the Bears. I think their offense is better than the Bears, so I think our defense is going to need to be right at it. Um, uh, It's going to be a tough one. I I hate playing the Colts, and every single time is a complete bloodbath and. Um, I hate playing against Philip Rivers as well because just purely for the Wembley game alone is, is enough for a heartbreak to uh, to last a lifetime. But it's, it's going to be a tough game. I think it's going to be it's a divisional game. It's Thursday night prime time, short week. It's another thing I hate. Um, it's going to be tough.
1: Harry, how do you see
4: it? Yeah, I, I, from my point of view, I think as on defence, I'm feeling a lot more confident. Uh, King will have a little. I know it's a short week, but he'll have two days, three days of practice, um, meetings to get better acquainted with the the scheme that we use. Um, so hopefully he'll see a little bit more game time. Um, Philip Rivers can't throw outside the the numbers anymore, um, which is, is or
1: or tackle as as we saw against the Ravens.
4: Exactly, exactly.
1: <laughs> Stay start. on his feet. <laughs>
4: it was a, it was a business decision from a man who has 500 kids. So,
1: it looked like a bit of a Daniel Jones to me. Uh, but
4: that <laughs> turf monster. We, uh, <laughs> we, 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 uh, but no, I'm, I'm not too, too worried about their, their offense. Like you guys said, their defense is extremely fast. Um, yeah. I, Greg and I were both at the, the Chargers game last year. And I think it'll be a fairly similar game to that. Really. It'll be quite close. Um, but obviously this time Philip Rivers will be in a different uniform and a different team, but um, I think it'll be pretty close. And if you, we want to make comparisons of Rivers uh, with the Chargers at Wembley, then we can make comparisons of Rivers with the Chargers at Nissan. And I know which result I'll be I'll be hoping for. But yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not I kind of, concerned about us on D, but concerned about us on, on offense for sure.
2: I kind of agree with Neil in, in regards to... <laughs> You know, Rivers, he loves just slinging it, right? He loves go and doing those deep shots, but he doesn't really have, you know, he doesn't have a Keenan Allen who can go and who can go and make those explosive plays. So, it will be, I think it will be a case of like the, the offensive line, I think, will be better than the Bears offensive line. Therefore, you know, how much pressure can we put on him? Because uh, he's he's going to want to, you know, just naturally want to sling it because that's just what he does. I think, um, you know, also you've got to expect at least three picks, I think anything less than three is is incredibly disappointing against uh, against Philip Rivers. But <laughs> he's, uh, these, yeah, I, I don't know what it is. just Thursday night, prime time. You know, we've, we've been a bit up and down on defence. You know, if we get the defence that, that turned up on Sunday just gone, I think, you know, I, I do think we should be winning the game. But I think it's going to be a, a much, much tougher game than what we we had on Sunday. I don't think we'll be three, potentially even four scores up like we were against Bears it be really tough.
4: One positive, one positive from my point of view, though, is that Derek Henry did have less carries on Sunday. So I mean, he did go into
1: it
4: the- Yeah, I th- I've got a good, nice
1: gut feeling about this. It's nothing more than a gut feeling. Um, but the, Derek Henry against that run defense, it does. You think? Well, if there's one defense that's gonna bottle him up, it's them. But it's a Thursday night. Derek Henry, as you say, Harry didn't have that many carries on Sunday. Um the our offense in general was maybe not not as many plays as you might expect. Um so there's we're gonna be more fresh, I suspect, than the Colts defence. Um Henry in the second half, I I can see him having a bit of success. Um I'm gonna say it and then look really silly. But that's the, there. You go. I mean, we could be. We could be
2: more fresh than Philip Rivers, even if he had a bye week last week. I mean, the, the guy's that old. He's just. There's no. There's got to be more fresh than him. There's no doubt about that.
4: <laughs> Question is though, Adam. Do you want to double down and say that Clowney, after not playing last week, now comes out against a much improved Colts offensive line against uh, than we than he's faced before, and and finally has his breakout game for the Titans? Sure. Yeah, I'll be happy <laughs> with that. <laughs> I'll tell you that all day.
1: <laughs> oh, just just it, dress, him, it. dress him up like a vasectomy surgeon and Phil Redbus will run away like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> <laughs> shall, we, shall we get a Colts point of view and hear what they've got to say? Um, Greg, you spoke to, you spoke to Nate earlier. Um, and yeah, why you'd be a Colts fan, I don't know. Do we do we have to have him on? Do we have to do this?
2: We don't have to. But I did waste
1: twenty minutes of uh, my time, so might as well. And you've wasted twenty minutes of his, which is good. So yeah. there we go. Let's let's hear from Nate. Welcome along. I'm
2: joined here by Nate Oro, uh who has made the bad choice of being an Indianapolis Colts fan. Uh, hey, Nate, how's it going? Uh,
0: yeah, good thanks. I'm uh, I'm glad to be sick. Yeah. In
2: enemy territory. No, you're you're more than welcome on any time. You know that, but um, yeah. Look, I think the first question I've got to ask as uh, as a Colts fan, um, how many times have you rewatched uh, Phil Rivers doing his his best hurdle impression from Sunday? I haven't. <laughs> I haven't. It's, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's the best thing he's done in his career. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, I um, I sat in utter disbelief watching that on. Sunday. Uh, I, I, honestly, I couldn't, couldn't believe what I was seeing, um, as he hits the deck and I was like, uh, I've seen it pop up on Reddit and Twitter multiple times. And I can't, I can't watch that again. Right now, everything about that entire drive, that one a drive, the pass, Everything the interception the interception that definitely wasn't an interception. Everything about it, I can't. i just no. It's rubbish. I um, I've watched
2: I've watched it back probably about a hundred times already and it's uh it's going more and more entertaining if anything. Um no, look, obviously thanks for coming on. I one of the question I have um when we kind of do these little segments is um why you became a, a Colts fan? Because um, obviously, unless you, I don't know what. Have you got any roots back to Indianapolis, or what was it that made you go for the Colts?
0: Uh, no, I don't. Um, like pure chance, I guess. The first, um, the first Super Bowl I ever watched was the one in two thousand and seven, where the uh, the Colts beat the the, uh, the Bears, and I, uh, I was out with my. He's a uh, Cowboys fan for some reason. Um, and he uh, he said, come on, literally minutes before kickoff, he's like, come on, who are you going to support? I was like, uh, I don't know, Indianapolis. And they scored the, they scored a touchdown straight off the kickoff. And uh, I was like, okay, yeah, we're kids. Let's go. And uh, from there, it was pretty much uh, Colts cults onwards i didn't really i wasn't like intense i wouldn't watch every single game and and what have you and for for the first few years i would kind of just checked what was going on every every couple of weeks just to see how they were getting on um and then in about 2012 or 13 i think it was um somebody showed some somebody sent me a video a video clip of andrew luck and i was like oh well And uh yeah, and then pretty much from there on in it's been all season every Sunday's football Sunday to Sunday and I'll watch it religiously and no, uh, I don't I'm not one of these play one of these fans that watch every single game and and or like Ryan in our fantasy league that doesn't watch any of his The Lions games. Um I'll uh I'll just watch indie and then I'll watch like the odd highlight here and there if I need to if I if I want to see a particularly you know fun looking game or someone recommend something, um, but yeah, I, I pretty much won't miss a cult game. Nice.
2: Which means you'll be up at uh, half one on Thursday night slash Friday morning, as yeah. it will be for yeah. us to. to
0: yeah, I, I probably will. Yeah. Um, I never again. I never used to do that, but then uh, too many games got spoiled, and I wouldn't end up watching the game, and I just can't the risk of having a spoiler when i wake up yeah i'm the same I, get I don't think game, it's not worth it i'll just i'll just stay up and watch it
2: i don't i don't think i've ever in any sport that i watch cuz i follow a few us teams i don't think i've ever been able to get through and think right I, I can't make this one for work reasons or whatever and i don't think i've ever ever got to the morning without finding out the score before watching it back um, um I mean, it's just impossible and in, in this day and age with social media it's just you pretty much have to turn your phone off to stand any chance but let's talk a bit about the Colts. So sure. halfway through the season, five and three, is that where you're expected to be? Are you Do you feel that you're kind of, I mean, looking at the teams you've, you've played so far, I mean, it's been a bit of a mixed bag. I think it's probably fair to say in terms of teams losing records and obviously you're playing some difficult teams as well with the likes of Ravens this past Sunday. Yeah. Where, where do you see your Colts being? Um, so off the, off the
0: first half of the season, we're roughly... I think I'd say we're roughly where I expected us to be. Um, we would have had us at six and two because I didn't, I honestly, I couldn't believe we lost to Jacksonville that first week. I asked, you know, I said in, I said in our group chat about I'd go and have a curry, which I hate. Um, <laughs> if, uh, if we lost to Jacksonville and I couldn't, I could not believe we lost that game. Uh, but then, you know, we had a run of three wins against uh, the Vikings, the Jets and the Bears. Um, other than the Jets, you know, there weren't any, like, massive blowouts, 28-11 against Minnesota, um, but the game felt a lot closer than that. Um, they, they, you know, there's fairly, fairly often only a single score in our games. Um, Jets, we annihilated, but who doesn't, except for the pats um cleveland i was a little bit surprised we didn't do better it wasn't as close as you would like because you know they have they have some really good offensive weapons but they're not the best defensive team um not not terrible but i would i would hope that we do a little bit better Um, and then you know close win against Cincinnati, where we went behind very early on, um, and then everything came together in the passing game uh, there, and then a uh, smashed Detroit, and then lost to Baltimore. The only surprise result, really, is Jacksonville. I think I probably would have had us losing a slightly closer game against the Browns, maybe. Um, and I know I did have us losing against Baltimore originally, although at halftime, I I wouldn't. I wouldn't have expected us to have lost that game. Yeah, it was two completely different halves
2: of football. It was unreal. I, I think losing losing to the Jags. I mean, that that should be an automatic kick you out of the league. To be honest, just, I don't think there's there's anyone in this in this world who who should be in the NFL if you're losing to the Jags, especially oh. week one. I mean, you must be fearing the worst, like thinking, what's this season bringing? You just lost to the Jags in week one.
0: I, my initial. My initial. Fear of losing against Jacksonville Week One was, what have we done signing Philip Rivers?
2: And, and probably other... s- probably said the same every week since.
0: No, no, no. I, honestly, no. Um, wasn't he? He hasn't had any, had any great games. But he had very efficient games against Detroit. Um, you know, he had a he had a 86.1 passer rate in there. And against the Jets, eighty-eight percent, eighty-eight passer rating. No, they're not, you know, not awful ratings. So he was efficiently doing his job. I, mean, I, I think I'd fancy,
2: I'd, I'd fancy an eighty-plus passer rating against the Jets, though. I mean, I think I'd, I'd probably be all right for that. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
0: yeah, all right, he wouldn't, but <laughs> he was, he wasn't, he wasn't doing any any of the things in those no. games that we see, we keep seeing from him, um, which is, you know, throwing ten yards short of a open receiver which he did three times on sunday um three uh, i can remember three times him doing that he may have done it more um he's not you know he's he's not been a massive problem this season but he's definitely not the answer but yeah. you know neither is brissette and i'm sort of glad both of them are out of contract in the off season. they're both going to be free agents
2: I don't want either of them resigned. If I'm honest, I guess the the, the problem will be is is you know, do do you see the Colts getting Rivers for another potentially another year if he's if he's up for it or up to it even? Yeah, you know, because I mean you've got I think you drafted was it Eason I think in the in the in the I mean very much kind of I guess a uh, project quarterback rather than someone who's going to come in and start next year.
0: Yeah, he's Maybe not still he's yeah he's not he's not Tua or uh, Herbert. But um, I, I haven't seen a hell of a lot of him. You know, he's not—he's not had a single snap um, this season so far. Uh, he's, but the from 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 what I understand from the from you know from the combine and from from the Colts reports of on him, Frank Reich and um, Chris Ballard are pretty excited about about him. He's got. His arm strength is apparently ridiculous you know the 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 power he's got um hopefully we you know we we definitely built an offensive line that can give him the time to use that we don't have the receivers at the moment or you know you wouldn't assume that we've got these receivers off of the performances this year certainly from from hilton and and zach pascal Neither, neither of those two have been particularly Impressive. You've, been,
2: you've probably been a bit unfortunate. when I mean, you've had a few injuries in that in that area. I mean, you look at yeah, you
0: know,
2: Paris yeah. Campbell being out injured and yeah, that's, um, that's Hilton. Paris, Paris, Hilton.
0: Paris sorry, Paris Campbell's always injured
2: though. Yeah, true. But I mean, you got. I mean, Hilton. I think has played more games, and he's. I'm not sure what his snap count is has, has, has been, but it feels like I don't know if I just, I'm just not noticing him as much as I usually do because he's always there.
0: He's not but, been- not been targeted as much, but he, you know, he started the season two first two three games. He had four or five uncontested catches that either, either you know, killed off the chances of a touchdown or or stopped a, a decent drive. He, I think he, I think he's dropped two in the end zone, and they were, you know, as uncontested as you're going to get in this league. Yeah. Um, and his confidence is just through the floor and you know he's I think his best scoring game in fantasy is about a 6.7 or something in PPR which is dreadful um yeah. he's just yeah he's not had a good year I just what well, I just worry that he's you know, I think he's 31 he's I worry that he's hit that cliff he's always had injury problems and he's always been in and out of the side um and it could be a he's out he's free agent at the end of
2: the year and I think that might be curtains for him with the Colts. Be interesting to see. And then uh, uh, looking at obviously the running back side of things obviously Marlon Mack going down early in the season which I think yeah. was a big big hit but I mean Jonathan Taylor's well. uh, second second round pick um, I think there were some big expectations he's been a bit a bit up and down I mean we're won't talk too much more about the fumble, uh, obviously, on, on Sunday. But he's been a bit up and down. But must have high hopes for him to, to really come in and, and, and take the lead at, in that running back position with the likes of, you know, Hines and, and others in support.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the run, I, I'm surprised at how little we've been running it this year. You know, all, everything last year suggested that we were going to be running it a lot and we've been passing it an awful lot more than I think anyone had expected. But I think I, I honestly can't even suggest what's happened to that. Why? Why we're not running it as much as we used to? Um, but at the same time, we're also running it in situations that are just strange. Uh, we, we, we keep we keep running it second and long, which is just stupid. Um, and we, you know, when, when we get ahead. We're not managing we're not managing the game right and that's and that's partly play was it's play calling that's a problem we're just not using taylor to his strengths so, yeah he's a good he's a good you know uh pass catcher and he's had you know he's had he's had some balls thrown to him but not as much as we would have expected to have seen um there have, have been some problems with him you know it's. You can put it down to experience and the fact that he's a rookie, you know, he's not finding some really obvious gaps and it's a, it's a problem that's been evident every single week. He keeps running into, running into the, his line in front of him instead of five yards to the left, where there's a massive hole. Um, it's something that you really expect to see less and less of even in rookie year and yeah. just making the same mistakes over and over um and then in the last two games against Detroit and Baltimore he's made a mistake and been benched yeah i think after he fumbled on sunday he he only ran it four or five times more the entire game which is yeah. a he he fumbled it pretty early on in the game that's a, he, that, that that's a benching i don't care what Rank says he denies that he's benched him but that's a that's a real significant benching and it's not something that you can Due to a rookie and he's
2: a, he's a he's a slightly different back i mean he's uh i don't think he's a he's a back that's going to be you know carrying the ball 30 times a game realistically i think oh. you know the questions around durability and also he's, he's, a, he's a young guy first year they don't really want to go and put heavy yeah, carries know. on him i can understand that but i think you've seen already the talent he's got and uh i'd be very interested to see how he gets on on thursday um speaking of thursday um I don't know how many Titans games you've watched this year. I don't know what you what you know about us or whether it's um, just you, we hand the ball to Henry and that's pretty much it. Um, but, I mean, how, how do you think, you know, the Colts will stop the Titans?
0: Um, I mean... I mean, look, you're going to... Henry didn't have the greatest game on Sunday and I think the Colts are in a good position to capitalise on that. You know, had you had... An easier defense to run against next week. That uh, you might see Henry go 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 off, but I mean, we 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 only allowed the Ravens 110 yards on over the over 38 attempts, and it was like 2.9 yards per attempt, which is the lowest since Lamar Jackson's been there. Um, and that's definitely something that we can continue to push um push push with against uh, against uh, the titans. Um Mohammed and uh, the Forest Baton are just you know they they're absolute beasts for tackles for a loss. They're they're doing they're both doing incredible work. I mean Mohammed on uh, Al Qadin Mohammed on Sunday was an animal just kept kept busting through the line and hassling and hurrying jackson certainly in the first half second half defense weren't incredible but um you know they're kind of they're still relatively efficient um but obviously got uh we just we, we weren't able to make those big plays which would normally be the difference um so yeah i think we've got a good chance of um good chance of stopping stopping henry but you know i, I do worry sometimes that we we do really do have a bit of a uh a vulnerability sometimes in, in the air we don't make we either have an all, or you know we don't seem to just be really consistent we'll, we'll have an off day then we'll have a really good game where we're shutting everything down in secondary um but you know we've got leonard Okariki, walker uh willis rot Yassin. so you know it, These players hopefully will have Julian Blackman back in at safety as well. He's a huge miss this weekend. Um, So if they're they're on it like they were in the first half, it could be a very miserable (laughs) afternoon for you guys on offense. But at the same time, the Colts offense will lose this game like they keep doing. I think... (laughs) They keep doing. We've lost. We've only lost three games. You know, we have a. We have a, We currently have a positive record, so it's not. It's not like we keep keep throwing games away. But the off. I don't think our offense has won a single game yet. You know. I think. I think. Well, maybe against Detroit, actually, we uh we steamroll them. But um. It's always been. You know. In our wins, it's all about having been the best defense and and really putting up strong stands and making big stops at the right times. And it's something we weren't able to do against the Ravens. And it's something we really need to do on Thursday. But I think it's something that we, we can do. And And I guess it has to happen against the Titans.
2: (laughs) And I guess, uh, I mean, you like us, uh, I think we'll be looking at uh, the next three games as, as key games for, for, for essentially your season. I mean, um, you know, you've got the Titans uh, away uh, on the road on 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 Thursday night, and then it's uh, the following week. I think home to the ben. Packers, really?
0: um,
2: and then back again against us. Uh, this obviously at home for you yeah. guys.
0: The, the second half of our season, it's it's definitely a tougher tougher schedule. We've got to play you twice. We've got to play the Texans twice. Although some might argue that that's not the that's not the difficult matchup it was in the last few years but you know, they still they can still put points on the board yeah. um, so uh, but we've got to the Raiders we've got to the Steelers um, although you know um, the Ravens um, at the times you know defences did, did play pretty well against the Steelers um, so we've got a chance there to not get absolutely annihilated like we normally do against the Steelers. Like I, I, I've never seen us beat the Steelers.
2: <laughs> I <think laughs> feel like your pain I there as well, especially yeah. after uh, close you game never last week. Beat
0: them in the Pats.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this year I'd love to have actually had a game against the Pats. Um, yeah. But yeah, unfortunately it's, it wasn't the way schedules worked out. Um, so we'll finish off with predictions. Um, and I think the main prediction will be, or question for you, I guess, is how many picks is Philip Rivers going to throw on, on Thursday night?
0: Seven. No. Um, <laughs> he's been pretty consistent in throwing one. So he'll, 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 uh, he'll shove the ball down your secondary throat by throwing it 10 yards underneath the... Uh, Zach Pascal like normal and then you'll uh, fumble it into the end zone and it'll be a safe <laughs> some, some stupid stupid convoluted way of you somehow coming out of the points interesting
2: and then actual predictions on the game what, what have you got what, what's the score line going to be
0: oh, I think uh, the Colts win by three okay. in over time
2: in overtime,
0: yeah. so it's we'll gonna be a hell, of, with, a hell of a late night then. With one minute on the clock. <laughs> uh, no, no uh, yeah, no. I, I, it'll be really close, and it'll be a single score game. But I don't. I, honestly, I don't know which way to call it. So I've got to say the um, Colts. But it will be allowed
2: time. in Indianapolis if you said anything different. So we'll let you off for that.
0: Sure. Mate,
2: thank, thanks for coming in. Uh, thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. Um, we'll maybe get you on in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, obviously for the uh, for the return fixture it's only two weeks from now roughly yep. so uh, we'll maybe get you on for that as well but yeah, thanks for coming on, really appreciate it uh, Cheers for having me, thank you it's taken.
1: Hopefully um, well yeah. hopefully Nate's dreams are going to be crushed obviously um, and we can get him back on in a fortnight um, and do the same thing again <laughs> Yeah, he's only coming back on if we win this game <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to be looking for another Colts fan. One's bad enough. Um, so there we are. Right, let's finish the pod with non-Titans related. Um, and I think we were we were all here last week, so we might not have. There's a minibus reversing somewhere. <laughs> not sure what that was. Um, Greg, what's been going on?
2: hoping you come to me last um not not a huge amount i think uh we're all in our sort of second wave of lockdown which is incredibly depressing um it's, it's getting getting to a point now where that someone someone pipes up saying that uh, we've 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 got a vaccine that could could say solve everything and everyone's now counting their blessings on it um i actually was going to talk about uh so i work in the sort of betting industry and um we have a lot of a lot of sort of customers from India, and they bet on the IPL. So I've got into the IPL massively, and I'm a big cricket fan anyway, but just never ever got into the IPL. Don't know why. it's just never really kind of been been something I've watched previously, but I've got into it massively this year, um, and completely forgot. Got into it that much that so I completely forgot the f- final was today, um, and <laughs> I n- literally got a notification on my phone saying. Uh, who had won, and I won't spoil it for all those all those people who are who are no doubt waiting to watch it back. Um, and I just, I just just my life basically just literally get to a point where I sit there thinking, yeah, I can't wait to watch this final, and then just completely forget about it after a day at work. <laughs> so uh, when you say you're
1: massively into the IPL, it's
2: massively into the IPL, and then realise oh, it's, it's like forgetting to watch the Super Bowl. It's yeah, yeah it's a little bit. So that's how massively I was into it. But I was actually no, I genuinely was getting into it. So yeah, I missed out, missed out on the, on the final. Innit? Luckily, it doesn't look like it was a massively exciting game. I mean, they won it relatively easy in the end. Um, but yeah, that's literally how dull my week has been and, uh, since we last spoke.
1: The IPL, to me, is the most ironic tournament in just about any sport. It's T20. It's the quickest form of cricket. Yet the entire thing is spread over about six months. And, yeah, eventually, I guess they get to a final. The next one will probably start next week. Yeah, I think mean, the next one's March, I think. Um, but, yes, yeah, so we've got a few months
2: to wait, but I'll probably forget when that starts as well. But, yeah, uh, it's one of those ones, because, obviously, there's been so little domestic cricket on. I'm a massive cricket fan, anyway. There's been hardly any domestic cricket on. Um Apart from like odd, odd, you know, odd games here and there, and I'm a bit of an old school cricket fan. I quite like me four and five day games. So, yes. much, prefer, much prefer watching watching that than a T20 tournament. But kind of get what you're given nowadays.
1: Harry, don't shake your head at me. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I just, any cricket chat is just you and me, Greg. I'm yeah, gonna, I think we need to start guess. a new
4: podcast.
1: <laughs> um, Neil, if. What have you got? Um, I'm guessing yours isn't going to be cricket related. Uh, no, 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 definitely
3: not. Um, it's not. <laughs> it's not so much something that's annoying me. It's it's just something that, like, I, I kind of, I, I, I do what I had to double check myself on Saturday night when I thought, you know, like when you're a kid and and your mum says or your dad says certain things that, like, stick with. So she'll repeat things like. <clears throat> when you're being bad or when you're being good or certain phrases and words that they'll say that obviously stick with you through life and you think, oh, my mum used to say that or blah, 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 blah. Well, <laughs> my lad was uh, up on Saturday night so it was about half past ten and he was still playing at Xbox quarter to 11-ish and I says, come on, Shay, it's bedtime now, I shouted at him. Dad, can I just finish this level? And I said, Shay, come on now, you've had a good day. I thought, <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> 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 and i thought my mum used to say that to me when i was a kid i used to think shut up mom <laughs> just let me stop up that's for another time that's when you know you're getting old right i know, you start I know. the things that your parents used to say back yeah. in the day yeah and i suppose that's <laughs> that's my wider point i think uh, it just made me realize that I'm, I'm turning into my parents i'm turning into what used to be the bane of my existence when i was his age
1: see what what you don't realize when you're a kid and that you learn when you you're a parent is that actually often the reason that you want your kids to go to bed isn't that they'll probably be tired or they'll struggle the next day It's just just you just want you just had enough of them for the day you just want a bit of a bit of me time (laughs)
2: yeah that's true i used Uh, to love I, i must admit i used to love all those like class one liners though your parents used to come out with like all those like do as I say not as I do and stuff like that I and mean, you're just sitting there at the time thinking doesn't make sense like when no. you're a kid you're just thinking
3: shut up like right? but
2: it's one of those things you know for, well as soon as you're a parent you're thinking I'm
3: using that 100% using that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mate, mate, I do I do uh, another thing that my mum used to do as well my mum always used to add like a year or 18 months onto my age for dramatic effect when she were telling me off so like share Shay's seven, I'll say, share. come on now, you're eight year old. No, he's not. He's like only just turned seven. <laughs> that's that's good, I like that. <laughs> just just to uh, just to further um reinforce my claims that he should be behaving, I had a year to his age. <laughs> Use their full name
1: as well when you tell them off, middle name included. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Love it. Right, Harry. Uh, yeah, so last week mine was just a bit of a rant about how fed up I was about social media. It's along the same lines, but not as waffly. So uh, I've, I've started dating this, this girl, and uh, she, we were watching EastEnders one day. I don't watch it, not my choice. And uh, TikTok comes on, and she's starting to watch what people were making their kids for dinner. And she watches it every day, religiously. And this lady's voice has started to, I don't know who she is, but this lady's voice has just started to annoy me minute after minute after minute of, so everyone, today this is what I'm... And it's nothing fancy. I'd be okay with it if it was like, I don't know, beef Wellington every night and she steps you through it bit by bit or whatever. <laughs> but it's like, honestly, chicken nuggets, sketty oops and smiley Turkey sauce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're like this is what i've done and this is what i've done for breakfast and this and that and this is their pack lunch and it's like dairy really cheese. Do you know what i mean like come on give it a rest at least put a bit of philadelphia on there and then we'll be laughing but it's it's uh it's doing me head in a little bit i'm not gonna lie to you um tiktok's a different thing and then a bit of a wider point is that you realize little things you don't do when you're by yourself that you're okay just never never getting involved in the world of tiktok or eastenders or whatever, but then it's vice versa as well, she has to watch American football so, there we are, I'd rather take, rather take a little bit of EastEnders and TikTok over three hours of a sport that I don't about.
2: I don't get TikTok, I've never understood TikTok, I don't really, like, I've never signed up for it, but it's just one of those, it's been like it's on the same lines as Snapchat for me don't get either of them, like
4: nah, I thought it was just like weird dances but, no, it's like people literally blog about their lives and everything that goes on about it and yeah, and there's this ah, oh, there's this one that just constantly complains about the complaints that she's had, which then means that she'll definitely get more complaints. <laughs> uh, reading the complaints, uh, so, Mrs. Sumida,
3: little... uh, they go on TikTok and like I can hear it obviously coming from the phones. And at one point, I thought it was like illegal to make a TikTok video without using a little Wayne song or a mumbo rap song. <laughs> <laughs> no matter I'm what gonna, they're I'm doing, I'm gonna pretend to know what that means. No, no matter what they're doing, <laughs> it's always it's always set to like mumble rapid.
4: <laughs> you, and Adam, like, you and Adam can have cricket talk. I, Neil and yeah, I, I, were, I,
2: I you, yeah, you guys can have a yeah. TikTok podcast and we'll, we'll start a cricket one. I, I honestly someone like TikTok and Snapchat and those ones, I just never ever got into it and now I just don't understand them.
1: I feel like I'm twenty years older than I am. I still don't have more than one like huh. like i've facebook and twitter well i don't facebook's i'm not even sure about that i'm not even sure we need that um I, as of as for instagram no, no idea uh, yeah these other ones that you speak of it, you know the world the world doesn't need it it's like music that was after about the year 2002 we don't need any more. we've got enough i totally just agree just, with that just leave it. <laughs> Um, I'm not going to get bored of it. There's plenty of yeah. stuff made before. Yeah, it's fine. Right. Uh, I've... What was I going to finish off We're up, we're I up to uh,
3: have an honorary mention for Miles' fireworks, to be honest.
1: We should. He's not here, and he, he didn't want, did want to moan. Um, we're past the 5th of November now, so hopefully they've died down. Um, if, you're, <laughs> if you're living near Miles and you let off fireworks at 10.30 on Sunday night, then he's not happy
3: is a is gonna write a strongly worded email <laughs> to the relevant authorities <laughs> or
1: just so just tell us
3: <laughs> post it
1: notes on people's
2: doors <laughs>
1: um yeah you can you never you can never find them though it's like trying to find the end of a rainbow working out where fireworks come from unless it's literally <laughs> the your na your immediate neighbor it's impossible <laughs> um I'm just gonna mention podcasts uh, there's two or three podcasts that I've listened to or have listened to and I'm going to feel a bit bad about this because there might be some people that we we know whatever but monetizing them seems to have become a thing so here's our podcast download our podcast each week but if you join our fan club at patreon.com whatever you can have another 20 percent worth of content um Okay, I could sort of get that if it was like a tiny, tiny amount like subscribing to The Athletic or that sort of price. But it's not. You're expected to sort of pay upwards of £10 a month or different levels of membership to get extra content for this this podcast. And that's just... Sorry, but no, I'm not doing that. But also, even if you're doing that, don't ruin the episodes that you're still putting out by mentioning it every three minutes in the existing podcast constantly. <laughs> Here's the link to come and no, no, I know what it is. I heard you the first eight times.
3: You've just uh.
1: Uh, you've just thing You've just sunk as
3: as uh, all business, <laughs> as all business model. We're yeah. now as, we're as, now as and we... as TikTok podcasts, We're going to be Patreon exclusive. <laughs> we're now relying we're now
2: relying on quality street to sponsor us to make any money out of this <laughs> have, I just, have i just ruined our fans well, i'm sorry i kind of agree with you though so i um i listen to and this is uh football slash soccer um under the cosh which is run by uh, uh yeah. john parkin chris brown and a comedian i can never remember the name of um and it basically just interviews ex-footballers and and just talks about loads of hilarious stories from and uh, I watch a lot, I've watched a few on YouTube and listen to those podcasts. They're great, but they've done the same. Now they've got just plastered everywhere. There's like two tiers of membership and one is like six quid a month. I'm just like quite happy with what I get. I like, don't really need to see an extra 10 minutes of Dean Windass moaning about something.
1: Like, it's fine. <laughs> and with COVID and lockdown, actually, I've struggled to get through my podcast as it is. I don't need any more. Um, but that's that yeah. might be just me. I don't have the commute, the regular commute anymore. So that, the, that sort of I think there. the the
3: one podcast that I have paid Patreon for, you, you actually get merch. Uh, there's like certain tiers every month. You can go from like 99 cents up to 15 quid. But you actually get something tangible. You actually get oh, sure. something okay. in your hands. Do you know what I mean? It's not just extra audio content. So,
1: and is half the extra audio content telling you, you about the extra audio
3: content? <laughs> yeah. You get a lot of audio <laughs> and video content, but the actual merch that you get because it's Patreon exclusive, it's got like a good flip value on eBay as well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you, if you, search you on eBay, eBay. because there's not not much of it about, so it's actually got decent uh, it's actually decent value for money. But I listened to a, a FIFA podcast. We're going back to FIFA again on the and I, I don't I didn't really want to, but I listened to a FIFA podcast and they're like they release one podcast a week about tactics and another podcast a week about trading. But every week they'll alternate which one goes on Patreon, so you can never listen to them both. And they oh, they
1: I, I just spinned it. Yeah, um. and they
3: want they want three quid to listen to them both a week. How so, does it even
1: work? Like if you if you've got Apple Podcasts or wherever you have your podcast feed. How does it work to get the extra well, no. You get or an RSS got to get it somewhere link somewhere
3: else. Uh, the one I've got, you, the one I subscribe to you get an RSS link, which you like you you paste into your podcast provider or your your podcast app and it's just personalized to you
1: uh, see if we ever did that i'd just, i don't i barely worked it where well, we managed to do it to get get it out on apple and anchor and spotify and everywhere um and yeah if we started adding this into the mix i'd, I'd yeah we'd need someone else to come and manage it i can't just, can't think, be dealing just it. think
2: how lucky all our listeners are that this is free content <laughs> <laughs>
4: I was <laughs> gonna say we did the extra twenty percent as non titans related, zero pickups. No yeah, one's was, bothered <laughs> no, one's, no one's listening listed now anyway. So this is just a rat between ourselves. <laughs> I've
3: got i I've got a, a podcast recommendation before we go as well. Uh, if you're if you're old like me and you like like early nineties football, top flight time machine, superb.
1: Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Andy like
3: Dawson that. is a comedian and I forget the name of other guys, a Cotton guy's a West Ham fan, but they don't talk about football, they'll, they'll start They'll start off with a story from 94-95 what happened during the football season and then branch off into talking about anything but for an hour and it's just really funny. But they're, they're currently in the middle of like a 40-part podcast odyssey going through Royal the Rovers annual from 1988. <laughs> 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 it sounds a bit like our podcast, we start off talking about the Titans and it just goes yeah. off into random yeah. tangents. It genuinely, genuinely is brilliant, really, really good, really funny. All right. Well,
1: for now, we're going to remain free of charge. If <laughs> <laughs> um, you would like and... to
2: subscribe, <laughs> yeah. Then, uh, so, top we're...
3: top flight time machine's patron is called the Iron Filings Society. <laughs> <laughs> Snappy.
1: Right. Um, that'll do from us for for this week. Um, we'll catch you after hopefully another win um, against the Colts. And yeah. Um, share this content. It's free of charge for you to do so. Um, so definitely do that. Leave us a review. That doesn't cost anything. Um, stick a review on whatever podcast you you get us on. We'd appreciate that. Um, in the meantime, we will. Yeah, we'll be back next week and tighten up. Tighten up. Tighten up. Tighten up.